Take the baseline out. Uh-huh. Jiggle. Uh-huh. Bounce with it. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Driving some of the hottest cars New Yorkers ever seen. For dropping some of the hottest verses rappers ever heard. From the dope spot with the smoke block, clinging the murder scene. Okay, good evening and welcome to another edition of the Guna Ramble, a Guna's World podcast with me, your host, Jizzy G. Alongside um, my man from the US, the crooner, extraordinaire, Hollywood voice and everything, Mr. <laughs> Leody. How you doing, mate? I'm doing good. Yourself? Not too bad, not too bad. Um... Right, so we've got a couple of uh, things to get cracking on with. Chiefly the uh, weekend's game against Stoke. Um, a good result in the end. A fair performance, I would say. Um, how did you? How, how would you review the game as you saw it on Sunday? Uh, overall, you know, it's it's a great result. It's nice to see Oso coming in and being involved in all three goals. Uh can't really say anything better about him than you know man it perfect signing so far yeah his contribution's been way more than expected originally i mean you kind of always think going into a season with a new signing it might take him a little time to settle into the squad new league but uh man has he hit the ground running for Uh, definitely it looks like a whole new team it with does. him in there, uh, it's maybe that one little piece that's put us over the edge because you know last year we created loads of chances and you know sometimes struggled to complete them and uh, you know we still see a little signs of that here and there with Walcott last week, but uh, it, I don't know if it you know just that little bit extra on the ball that he puts puts it in you know a little bit better spot, but you know. They're finishing the chances he creates. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Maybe uh, he's that one little piece that you know ticks us over the top. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it was certainly it's, the performances since he's arrived certainly suggest that um, you know he's definitely making a difference. Um, just wanted to go over like who were your standout performers for Sunday? No, oh, obviously Olson and Ramsey go mm. without you know without hesitation. Those two mm. have been on fire uh it was nice to see uh Giroud, you know kind of getting a little bit more involved in mm. some of the build-up play uh overall though you know the defense murder soccer looked pretty solid it would have been nice to uh get out of there with a clean sheet yeah um but you know little mental laps there early in in the match yeah. but uh fortunately we had lots of time to recover from it and it didn't really seem to put the team down um, but yeah, Osel and Ramsey, man, can't say anything more about them than, you know. Yeah, definitely. Just hoping it keeps going. We'll ride this as long as we can because the team's been getting the results and they've been a major part of every one of them. Exactly. It's, it's, I, I, I was interested because I went down to the game, albeit late. I got there 15 minutes late, so I missed the Ramsey goal. But um, I was interested to see um, how the team performed because I, I've noticed in the recent matches the stats would suggest or, or, or give credence to it that we're allowing teams a lot more possession than we used uh-huh. to. I mean, these, I mean, when you look at, I mean, Tottenham, 
um, Sunderland, Marseille, Stoke. These are teams that we 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 have more ability than, and you know technically we're 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 superior to them. And, and in previous years gone by, we would have seen the stat, we would have seen the possession stats heavily uh, leaning to our in, into our into our favour. But um, looking at the uh, possession stats for Sunday, I, I think uh, Stoke had over fifty to or to sixty percent possession. Um, what do you do? You, do you think there's been a new approach, or do you suspect there's a new approach, in it, a tactical approach to how we how we play the game now? Or? I think it could be a combination of a little, you know, a lot of little things adding up to a bigger result. You know, there's a lot of things that go into how much possession a team has. You know, how aggressive you are winning the ball back, how much you guys are, you know, how much the team passes the ball around in the midfield, how aggressive we are in our build-up play, um, and I think that part of it is, you know, now we actually are playing with a true holding midfielder mm. so you know are we playing a little bit deeper maybe allowing them you know the other team to have a little bit more possession higher up the pitch you know those kind of things adding up to more possession but not really more chances created for the opposition um and you know i haven't really looked that closely at the stats you know shots against in comparison and it's always hard to do over a short period of three or four games you know mm. it's not really fair but uh you know, the the only stats that really matter in the end are goals for yep. and goals against, and how many wins, losses, and draws you finish the season with. You know, how you get there. You know, it it, it makes for you know more entertaining viewing at times when we're passing the ball around nice and you know creating loads of chances. But if the end product's not there, then you know it doesn't really make any difference in the yeah. end. So I'm not that concerned with allowing a team like Stoke to have more possession mm-hmm. if we're going to beat them three to one. Because there's been times in the past where we've gone up to their place mm-hmm. and you know had 60, 70 percent possession and leave with a one-one draw. Yeah, you know, or, or a loss. losing yeah. one nothing to a late goal that they yeah. nick. You know, I I'm not one to really memorize past score lines, so you know I'm sure I'll be corrected if mm. you know my score lines that I just quoted weren't exactly right. Mm. But you know uh-huh. some of those lower you know lower tier teams that we should be go, you know beating pretty easily, we have struggled. Even though we've had lots of you know possession against in the past, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's just something I I, I noticed, and I, I'm just wondering if you know if Wenger's saying okay, we'll we, we allow, we'll sit a little deeper, as you say, allow them to come onto us. So when we've now got the pace, the players to 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 take advantage to exploit um, any holes um, in their defence, you know. Um, in the early years with Wenger, that was the approach. Yeah. You know, let them let them come at you, sit deep, and get them on the counter. Mm-hmm. And you know, it worked out pretty well for us in the past. Exactly. So if we are kind of going back that direction, you know, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, the Flamini factor, as I like to call it, is mm-hmm. is an interesting one because he brings a whole different sort of skill set to the defensive midfield position than than Arteta. Arteta's more, if you want, more of a in my in my view, more of a quarterback kind of. Um, huh? Midfield, he will sort of orchestrate from the back, and his passing, his range of passing, is 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 greater than Flamini's. Um, you know, and he, his his awareness of others is, is, is arguably greater than his than 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 Flamini's. But Flamini brings that sort of aggression, and he's and he's and he's fine sitting right in front of the defense, or or, or coming into a back five if need be. Um, and it seems to give the, the the guys ahead of him more confidence going forward that there is always going to be somebody sort of sitting back there just in case the other team tries to break. I wonder what 
would we when, once uh, Arteta returns, would we see a different approach? Would he because he, he's he's he did an admirable job as a defensive midfielder after we lost uh, Song to Barcelona. Was well, one of one of our uh, more senior members that sometimes has some controversial opinions on the forum mentioned? You know, it's it's nice to finally have that dilemma yeah. in the midfield. You know, and it's nice to have those options that you can kind of craft your midfield and your approach for the game based upon your opposition. Mm. You know, having that more defensive focus to Flamini out there against some of the tougher opposition. You know, some of the the teams that you know, our tough road challenges that are going to come at us, you know, and then some of the easier, quote-unquote, easier games at home, we can put our Tede in because we know we're going to have more of the possession and we're going to be in their half the majority of the game. Um, so it'll be nice that when our Tede's back and we do have those options, if I had to pick, you know, the number one best 11, you know, it, it's going to be a tough decision. You know, I tend to lean towards Arteta just because he does give us those options going forward. But at the same time, as you said, Flamini, with his you know leadership on the pitch and his uh, commanding voice in the midfield, is certainly a nice second option. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, going on from that, um, the team are a much more happier bunch. You know, from from. From um, you know uh, comments and quotes coming out in the media, you, you listen to the players and, and they seem to be a, you know there's a lo- there's a great camaraderie amongst that bunch of players and it seems as though players are willing to 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 take one for the team so to speak. So we're seeing someone like Wiltshire, who's coming back to form, still hasn't hit form, um, and he's and he's being stuck out or played out on the left wing. Ala Ramsey last season, the season before, when he wasn't really in form, or you know he was showing no signs of improvement, he was stuck out on the right wing. Um, it seems Wiltshire's prepared to to take one for the team and and, and play out on the left wing just to accommodate um, Ozuna attacking midfield and and acknowledging Ramsey's greater contribution so far this season. Have you noticed that? I have, and you know it. I don't want to poo-poo things, but it's you know it's easy to be happy when we're winning. Mm-hmm. You know when the road gets tough, that's when true character is shown. But the signs early on are of a team that is going to be able to deal with those hiccups without it, you know carrying on for several games. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see the positive, you know, the positive vibes flowing around the stadium. And hopefully, before long, it starts carrying over into the uh, into the stands a little bit. And, some of the fans that have been at each other's throat over the summer after the transfer window and all that can kind of start coming together too. And, you know, you know, it's good times right now to be an Arsenal fan. I think, what is it now? Seven, seven straight wins. Yeah. So, you know, let's keep that rolling. And, uh, you know, with the weekends games coming up and the uh, club or the uh, cup competition midweek, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Giroud's performances this season have been have been um, have, have, have really sort of sharp in an in a, in a upward tra- trajectory. Um, on Sunday, he he um, he toiled really long and hard against uh, Shawcross and Hoof. He really gave them a hard game. Um, he, he seems to be coming into his own more, you know. And um, he's 
the flicks and the tricks and the layoffs and whatnot are all sort of coming off a lot more than they were last season. It seems as though the team are understanding his way of playing and he's also understanding the way uh-huh. that, 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 that the players around him want to play as well. Um, how, how many goals do you think he could he could get us this season? I mean, suppose, I mean, if if we don't go into the January market and buy a striker, how, how many goals do you think he could? And he stays fit, obviously injury free. Right, injury-free. right, right. Assuming he stays healthy, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd like to see more depth added because it's you know always nice to have that other option and a little bit of cover. But and assuming nobody else comes in, uh, you know, I I even said last year early on in the season that I could see him being a guy that would score twenty in all comps. Mm-hmm. You know, he came close to that last year, mm-hmm. and I would think you know it's not out of the question now that he's got a better understanding and seems to have gotten a little bit better with his finishing um i would i wouldn't see it out of question to see 20 25 goals from him this year in all comps mm-hmm. um and you know that would be a great thing for us as yeah. a club yeah. uh, and it's nice to see him getting that chemistry built with the rest of the team as well because then it gives us those options when we're going up against squads that have you know big bruisers in the back to have the midfield coming up and support playing off of him, mm-hmm. and uh, and as you can see, that's you know with Ramsey's goal tally, I don't know how many of those assists came directly from Giroud, but you know the midfield's definitely been getting involved and in playing off of him very well so far this season. Yeah, definitely. What the only thing that does concern me is if he goes down. We've only got at the present we've got we've got Bentner to fall back on. Really. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully he stays healthy. Yeah. Uh, I would not want to uh, see him go down here, especially while we're going through the Champions League mm. uh, group stages. It's going to be it's going to be a you know tough road for him, uh, and you know it's going to be a tough problem for Wenger to manage his his workload so mm. that he doesn't get overworked. And you know that's when players wind up getting hurt is when they're tired, they've been overplayed, they're carrying little nicks and knocks yeah. into the game already, compensating for you know. You know, a little strained hamstring or something like that, mm. wind up pulling something. So, you know, hopefully we don't have to worry about that. But it would be a tough situation if something were to happen because mm. you know Sonogo is completely unproven. Mm-hmm. Bender seems more interested in going out and mm. hitting the clubs at night yeah. and you know talking to the media than actually kicking a soccer ball. Yeah. Definitely, and, and 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 you know, going on from that, I mean, looking at the, our wing options, they they seem to be falling like flies. Um, uh, Walcott dropped out of the game just before kickoff with a stomach injury, and I understand he's he's going in for stomach surgery, so he's out for six to eight weeks. Uh, I know Cazorla's coming back, um, maybe just after the international break, um, but as it stands, we've only got really Gnabry and. Uh, um, Wiltshire Finling on the left wing, and then and then and then Rayo um, to to sort of come in and fill those, and obviously Nacho as well, who can who can fill in um, on the left wing position. But um, it, it, it's a worry because you know we've got what six six wingers out or something like that, five or six wing players that you would you would select on the wing that are out injured for one reason for some one reason or another. You know, um, so if they're going down like flies, and, and it's and it, and it's fatigue or overplay, you know, um, and and people like you know, um, Giroud get overplayed, and so on and so forth. One one can might worry, 
you know are we have we got enough to get us through to january you know um how do you see um Gnabry and and rayo filling in do you think they could do a good job do you think it's a bit early because what i saw on sunday at the beginning um Nabry sort of looked a little nervous but as the the game wore on he seemed to he seemed to get up to the pace of the game uh-huh. a lot more well it's only natural for a player you know his age to be a little bit timid because he hasn't been out there before he hasn't had time to work into it and get comfortable playing on you know the biggest stages in the world uh but you know we've had success and Wenger's done a good job of getting some youth out there and into the flow of the game at a young age you know just you don't even have to go that far back looking at Oxlade mm-hmm. and uh Walcott and you know and then if you want to go back even further Fabregas mm-hmm. Um, a big part of that, though, is having those other players around them exactly. to get them into the flow of the game, having you know a little bit more experience out there. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's it it's tough to say after I think what was it? Did Nabri come off in the 80th minute? I can't remember. Yeah, he came but, off. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it's tough to make an assessment that quick. You know, he had a good preseason, which mm-hmm. is encouraging, but. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not too worried yet. Mm-hmm. You know, let's give him a little bit of time to see how it goes. Yeah. Um, but it's always a concern when you've got that many injuries piling up, and you're this early in the season, and we've already got what many say is a pretty thin squad to begin mm-hmm. with. You know, and then you're starting to run out of options, and you're looking at playing. You know, your second choice left back on that left wing. <laughs> Nobody ever wants to really have to do that. Yeah. But, um. Hopefully, just you know, the good, energy, positive energy that's flowing around the rest of the squad, they can kind of just go through without really even thinking about it. You know, yeah. when when things are ticking well, you know, good things just naturally keep flowing, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can just keep riding that wave. Yeah, I mean, my concern is he let. I mean, Wenger let let go of what twenty seven players and all. Mm-hmm. We seem to have less. I don't know if he what's his optimal amount of players he wants in a squad, whether it's 18 or 19. But I know from previous uh, years listening to Marino, he likes to go with two players for every position, and it seems as, as though Man City do as well. If we if we're going with an optimal group of 19 players, and three or four of those go down, right? We're in, we're, we could be up shit street, you know. Well, you know, naturally, it's everybody's dream is to have you know, four or five players at every position that can start any game. But in reality, that'll never happen because those guys that are good enough to be starting aren't going to want to be sitting on the bench. So you got to find that, you know, good balance of youth with potential veterans that are, you know, solid squad players. And it's not always easy to get all those pieces of the puzzle together. Um, I'd like to see Wenger pick up more, Uh, you know, maybe – some squad players mm. it's going to be tough now that the transfer window is closed and mm. there's not too many options out there no. um, you know I'm not to the point where I'm worried yet mm. but I can see something coming down the road and hopefully we can avoid it with you know you know, a couple injuries to the wrong people uh, we could be in a tough spot but you know, even losing all those youth squad, reserve squad players from last year, you know, I'm sure there's been players brought in that we do, just don't know about because, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to be known names because they're youth players. So I've 
questioned Wenger in the past, but you know, I'm thinking that he probably does know what he's doing, and he is going to bring in guys that he feels, you know, within the next year or two are going to be able to contribute. And in worst case scenario, if they do have to come up, you know, they might, you know, they're probably going to be able to do the business for a couple games. And you mm-hmm. know, t- um, tomorrow against uh, West was it West Brom or West, West Brom? Yes, yeah. West Brom. Yeah, West Brom in the uh, cup. We'll get a chance to see a lot of those guys play. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen any, you know, projected team sheets yet. No. So, you know, maybe some of those concerns will be put at ease after tomorrow's yeah. match if they can come out and, you know, perform well. Yeah, well, we've got a few returning players. I think Arteta should be should be in the match squad, and and Vermaelen, who got a big cheer as well on Sunday when we saw him running up and down on the sidelines. Um, Vermaelen, he's come back now. He's going to have a fight to get into the. I mean, he, he, is. He, he, he lost his place due to form last season. And we, and, you know, we look quite solid with Mertesacker and Kosoni towards the back end of last season. They've started off, apart from the Man City game, more or less, very well. I mean, there's one or two instances where, you know, Vermaelen, sorry, Mert, uh, Kosoni got sent off and he conceded the penalty up at Sunderland. But generally, they work very well in tandem. You know. They do. Uh, it would be nice to see those little mental lapses that seem to pop up, you know, here and there, kind of kept to an absolute minimum. Uh, but you know, you know, you all with as many games as we play, you're gonna need three center backs. Mm-hmm. It's just too much for two people to play all the time, mm-hmm. and you gotta love the three that we have. Yeah. Um, is Vermaelen going to be first choice again? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, he does have, you know, some very tough competition to, you know, fight his way back into the first team. And mm-hmm. you would like to think that a guy that was at once the captain of the club is going to have that fight and desire to get back out there. So not only is that going to push him, but he's going to put pressure on Murder Soccer and Kashelny because they don't want to lose their spots either. So yeah. Yeah, I don't see it as negative at all. It's a good thing for the club as a whole. And those three pushing each other for those two spots on uh, Saturday morning is going to be nothing but a good thing. Yeah. You just you just touched on the, uh, uh, another point, um, Vermaelen being the club captain. Do you think as he comes back into the side, he gets the armband back? Because uh, it's kind of gone around from, you know, Arteta last season and Mertesacker uh-huh. this season. I think Sanya had the band this, the armband this season at some point. Um, do you see once Vermaelen gets back in the side, he takes the, he, he, you know, he takes the armband back? Or do you think, I he, think, do you think a lot he... of it's going to have to do with, uh, you know, what kind of character he shows in his, you know, fight to get back in the squad. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's easy to make a choice on, you know, from the couch while you're watching the game. Mm. But there's a lot that goes on at the club behind the scenes and training, you know, in team meetings, those kind of things that we don't get to see. We don't get to see, you know, what kind of feedback, how he's helping his teammates, what kind of leadership he, you know, displays in those situations. So it's going to be a tough call for for Wanger. um, Well, you expect Vermont to be be professional anyway, don't you? You do, and gym, yeah. you know, having been in that position before, mm-hmm. he would know what it takes to be a captain. Mm-hmm. So it's not a decision I'm going to want to make. <laughs> <laughs> but I could see him, 
you know, if he does win back that starting spot, I could see him taking the armband back. Mm. But having Arteta and Murder Soccer and Sonia as well, I think they're all three good options. And I know that this isn't going to be popular, but I like the leadership that I see from Flamini mm. during the match yeah. anyway. The way that he seems to be commanding the midfield, he does. telling people where to be and communicating very well. I wouldn't put it out of the question to you know maybe see him you know putting the armband on a couple games. Mm. Well, he's, he's definitely. I mean, he's a highly decorated player in, in terms of when you compare uh, his you know uh, uh, achievements as a club player to to, to 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 the others. I mean, he's he's won two medals um, with with Arsenal, the FA Cup medal. Though he wasn't in the matchday squad, and he's won a charity shield medal, and he's gone over to Italy and he's won a Serie A championship. So yep. he comes with a hell of a lot of experience, you know. And, and like I say, it shows on the pitch because he's cajoling, he's directing, you know. He's 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 everything that you want in a defensive midfielder. And you know, um, he's definitely saved us twenty million. I mean, I, <laughs> yes, you, he has. You mean you don't hear about Bender anymore, Lars Bender anymore, do you? you don't you know you don't hear. Nope. You know, we don't hear about how he lost out on Gustavo and you know, blah 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 and so on and so forth. So he's done a he's done a fantastic job. I mean, if you if you if we'd signed a defensive million a defensive midfielder for fifteen million and he's doing and he come and done the job that Flamini's doing, it, it, people would be raving about him mm-hmm. right about now. Well, fans can be fickle, can't they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it wasn't too long ago that many of the people on the forum were questioning the decision to bring him back. Absolutely. Um, and to be honest, the way that we parted ways in the past, I I was one of them. Mm. You know, was I you know terribly upset? No, I knew you know that he was a capable player. Did I think that he would do as well as he has? No, I mm. didn't. I'll mm. honestly admit I didn't think that he would come in and and be such an influential player so quickly. But you know, it shouldn't really have come as a surprise having been with the club in the past yeah. and playing in the Serie A and you know winning medals it you know in hindsight was probably foolish of me to to question his ability to come back and step right in yeah definitely um what again another thing I noticed on Sunday was our set pieces uh, with yeah. Edsel taking the set pieces uh, and and the, they're obviously they're, they're obviously doing the drills on the training field because two of the goals I think were from free kicks uh-huh. Yeah, I, they were, were they not? Or yeah. I thought all three were. Uh, one the, was directly Ramsey, on the free kick on a rebound was, corner, and then the third. Ramsey scored, didn't out. he? Ramsey scored first, and then we had uh, Mertesacker header and Sanya yep. header yep. as well from, from two Odzil free kicks. So definitely, um, they've been working on it in the training ground, and, and, and Odzil's ability from a dead ball situation um, shows how, how badly we've missed someone like that. For, for for quite some time, you know, um, for him to come in and and put it on people's heads in the right place, you know, people running to the right spots and whatnot, and, and getting the goals, we we really, because remember, you know, we used to get loads of free kicks, and you just cover your head in your hands. We saw like, you know, <laughs> like, oh gosh, yeah. it's going to be Walcott or whoever, you know, oh shit, you know, we know we know what's going to happen here, but you know they. Definitely, there's been a lot of, of, of training, a lot of hard work that's gone into it now. And, and I was so surprised to get those two set-piece goals against a team like Stoke, who... Right. You know, right. That's the even more encouraging thing, because they're usually a very tough team. And, you know, on both sides of the free kicks... Exactly. You know, set, set plays, they're, they're scoring and defending them very well. Um, you know, it, it's funny. 
I don't know how much more we've worked on it because I mean any any football club is going to do the important things in training mm-hmm. to put the performances in on the weekend, and I highly doubt that for the last years we haven't been working hard on them. Um, maybe it just is that we do have that person that can deliver the ball that little bit better, you know, but. Last year, I would have thought that Santi Cazorla would have been able to come in because he was known for his, you know, delivery mm. from uh, the corner mm-hmm. and the free kicks for when it's time at uh, Malaga. But mm. um, it is very nice to see that we've started to turn the corner on that aspect of the team play. Exactly, and I would also like to say because I was a very, very skeptical. I was very skeptical about Mertesacker's heading ability when he mm-hmm. came into the club, but he's putting his head on things now, both in defence and attack, and he's looking, you know, for he's he's looking a real danger, the, the, the kind of danger that you'd expect from somebody who's six foot six, six foot seven. You know, he's, you know, he's the he's kind of undefendable. You know, uh, when he goes up for a set piece, and he's the man you expect to get his head on things to clear the danger at, at the back when um, teams are attacking. You know, um, he's really looking a lot more confident. Uh, not only, I mean, we knew that he, positionally he was a good footballer. You know, his, his his awareness is great, but for me, you know, the fact that he's getting, he's looking like a real a real danger going forward and and a real commanding figure. At the back, it's set pieces is a really encouraging sign for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely, and another person that I don't think we should overlook is uh, Giroud. Yes. You know, his his size and physicality, and if you you know take a close look at our defending from set plays, he's involved quite often. Exactly. And yeah. maybe that's another part that's gone into you know having more success is now there are more players that have the aerial ability that teams are worried about defending, leaving some of those other options more open. You know, players like Sanya, who's obviously not going to be your primary target, and the defending team knows that. Mm-hmm. They're going to mark up tighter against players like Soccer and Giroud, leaving those, you know, smaller, a little bit less physical players a little bit more, you know, open. You know, the last few years we've had very, you know, small midfield and forward play. Uh, having those other options, you know, at least on appearance, looking to uh, be paying off. Exactly, and 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 you can tell in an attacking sense, oppositions they they don't really rate um, Sanya. He he's a very underrated um, player. Uh-huh. You know, in terms of his heading ability, he gets his heads on balls. You know, he knows how to. He knows where the goal is when it comes to heading the ball. You know, you know. It, 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 I'm surprised that uh, they would leave him sort of um, unattended. You know. Yeah. Well, as a defender, you're naturally going to be using your head more mm-hmm. often, you know, on the defensive end of the game, and it's not that much of a difference when you're going to the other end of the pitch. You know, just now you're trying to direct it, you know, a little bit more specifically instead of just getting it, you know, cleared. But uh, yeah, his uh, heading ability has, you know, been a bit of a surprise this mm-hmm. year. Let's say, yeah, you know, that was quite the finish that he had on the weekend. Exactly, <laughs> it was inch perfect, inch yes. perfect finish. Um, yeah, uh, going on to uh, the midweek game. Do you expect to see a lot more youngsters coming in and fringe? Well, I don't know how many fringe players we've got left available now. But yeah. um, you know, do you expect to see some youngsters coming in and being given yes. their head? Um, I would think with the uh, fixture load that we have, that you probably won't see too many players that featured this weekend in the squad. Um, some of the returning players that are coming back from injury. 
obviously this is a good opportunity to get them you know back to match fitness mm-hmm. but uh yeah i expect to see a couple names i don't recognize tomorrow mm-hmm. yeah same i i hope to see rayo um mm-hmm. you know given a chance yeah, i don't think he's been given a real chance um so far in his career at arsenal um you know, um, he's he's a, he's definitely a speedster, and I think uh, 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 going back to Sunday's game, what I noticed at first was we were a bit unbalanced without Theo's speed as an outlet because Ozil and Ramsey and Co. They use they do look for Theo to sort of stretch the defence, you know, especially as we counter attacking. You know, um, and at first it, to me it was apparent that you know it was a bit kind of disjointed. Obviously, Wiltshire being on the left hand side doesn't really offer us much. Width going forward, um, right? As, as you know, uh, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't have the guile, I suppose, of, of a Kazola in that position. Uh, so on the right hand side, we have we had Gnabry, who's who's by all accounts very skillful, but he just looked a bit. You know, obviously, he, he, it was his first game, his first Premier League game uh, at starting, mm-hmm. and it showed at first. I wonder um, with Raya. Apparently, he's, he's equally, if not. Arguably faster than than than, than uh, Walcott. If we can really sort of ex- utilize that pace tomorrow night, um, you know, and and use him as another out uh, as an option because you know we'll need him. I think in, in the next few weeks going forward. Yeah, and the nice thing about Rio is you know why you said that he hasn't really had much of a chance at Arsenal. I'm kind of glad that he hasn't been at Arsenal for the last couple of years because it's meant that he's been on loan and mm. he's been getting first team soccer you know it might not be with you know Arsenal mm. and it might not be in the Champions League it may have been in the championship and it may have been fighting a relegation battle but he's getting more experience mm. that he wouldn't have probably had yeah. had he been at Arsenal yeah so he won't be as raw as you know Nabry Mm. out there on the wing and as you said having that pace is definitely nice and you know if you go back to his time in Holland he was you know known for being skillful on the ball as well you know so it will be nice to see what he's able to do tomorrow what dimension you know he brings to the game and uh, hopefully he can you know at least be serviceable as a you know fill in while uh, Walcott recovers yeah definitely Definitely. Uh, what do you reckon for tomorrow night? Then do you think we should? Um, I think we're playing over at the Hawthorns. I think. Do you think? Yes. Um, well, when do you, do you see West Brom bringing out a full strength quad? They've, they've signed some pretty good players this summer. You know, pretty decent Premier League quality players. They've got you know Anelka, Sessegnon who scored in the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a few others. I think they've got Enechibi from from Everton. You know, um, Steve Clark's got them set up pretty well. Do you think we can go over there and and come out there with a win? Or well, it's certainly not going to be a you know they're not going to be a pushover. I mm-hmm. can see them if not starting a full strength squad, being very close to a full strength squad. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the youngsters that do get a chance are going to have a tough challenge. Um, hopefully, it c- we can get out of there with a good result because mm-hmm. the more results we get in the cups, the more chance those players get at first-team soccer. Mm. So, um, if I had to make a prediction, I'm thinking 2-1. to one. You know, hopefully we get 2-1 to one to us. Mm. <laughs> 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 Let me clarify there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we have a knack of getting through the early stages of the, uh, the cup competitions. Mm. 
And, you know, historically, you know, the young players always seem to be able to step up and, you know, I'll give credit to the manager there, putting out a team that's capable of getting the result. So hopefully we can keep that, you know, that pattern going. Mm. For me, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. I don't know who we've got coming in. I haven't really looked at the reserve squads and seen who can who can come in. I don't know. If, I don't know if we've even got a reserve squad after all those players that we've we've moved mm-hmm. on. But with Saturday uh, Saturday's game coming up, and then the game at home against Napoli coming up next Tuesday, oh, I wonder. I wonder. Um, the Milan coming in. Maybe we'll see Viviano. I, I'm going to put a downer on it, my friend. And I. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might go out. I hope well, not. I want to be I proved this wrong. This year, we have more player, first-team players coming back from mm. injury, so it may not be you know eleven changes from the weekend. Mm. So I don't know. I'm mm. I'm not I'm not going to say that I'm you know really confident going mm. in, but mm. you see us getting a win. I see us getting a result, yeah. if nothing yeah. else, or, you know. A draw. The feel-good factor continues for you, as far as you're concerned. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Even it out. Right. So going into Saturday's game against Swansea, uh, mm-hmm. just briefly, I've, we've got um, Steve Carroll from uh, Swansea, Swansea fanzine, coming in on Friday to uh, to come in and talk to us about uh, Swansea and and um, what they're up to this season. What do you think, Gary? Just briefly touching on that, um, how do you see that one playing out? Still confident, you know. That's a uh, a team that you know we should be getting a result against. Um, I see us taking the three points. Really? Yep. Good. Me too, actually. Uh, I'm, I'll be interested to see what the stats are in terms of possession because they they're they're very much a football inside mm-hmm. um, Swansea. I think the last couple of occasions, I think they've ever evened us or even out out outplayed us, or it certainly had more possession than us. Um, in games recently, so it should be an interesting matchup um, on Saturday evening. But um, yeah, we've got Steve coming in on Friday, so we'll be uh, grilling him. Well, the one thing that I think we need to do a better job of this year is meet you. You know, he, yeah, he certainly had our number last year. Exactly. So I think if I think if we can mark him out of the game, you know, or at least minimize his his right. influence, mm. I could see us getting. A pretty good result, yeah. and you know, I think this could be a situation where you see, you know, Flamini getting the nod again, you know, in the starting eleven. Yeah, and uh, I like his ability defensively in the midfield against a team like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, cool, good stuff. All right. Um, so, who was your man of the match on Sunday? It's not an easy decision, but I have to go with Osel. You know, being involved in all three of the goals, um, there were certainly other players that had very good games. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramsey being one of them, Flamini mm-hmm. being another. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to give the nod to Osel. Cool. I think I'll I'll match that as well. Um, I was very impressed with with, with Flamini on Sunday, especially some people gave him a bit of stick on, uh, on uh, after the Marseille game. Like he was a bit anonymous, and you know he was a bit. I mean, I didn't see him out of position much. I thought he did a, had an okay game against Marseille. I don't think anybody really excelled against Marseille, um, apart from Ramsey. But um, definitely Sunday, there was. Um, I was very impressed with with, with Flamini again, uh, Ramsey again, as you say. Gibbs, I thought was was has had a, a really good season so far. 
Um, and yeah. once uh, Ashley Cole retires from international football, uh, he's a, he will only have really Leighton Baines ahead of him. And uh, the way Gibbs is playing, he'll be knocking for for, for honours. But yeah, Odzil um, was class in a glass again Absolutely. on Sunday. And going back to your comment about mm. Flamini and Marseille, I will say one thing about the defensive midfield midfield position. Mm. If he, they have an, a, a quote unquote anonymous game, it wasn't a bad game. Exactly. Because if they had a bad game, <laughs> you would have noticed on the other team's score tally. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Great point. Great point. Great stuff. Okay, Leo, um, that wraps that about wraps it up for this evening. So uh, we'll convene again on Friday with um, hopefully Inchi will be back with us from his um, his uh, his vacation in Italy or wherever it was, and um, we'll have Steve. It's a rough um, life he lives. It is, isn't it? I hope it rained. I hope it. <laughs> I hope it. I hope it poured and rained over there. Okay, cool. I'll see you on Friday, mate. Looking forward to it. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.